the show begin. Damn, y'all feel it? This is the Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. Check it out. The number one show focusing on HBCU news. Hey. With guests, entertainment, Ladies and, and surprise co-hosts. You put me in an awkward situation. Now, here is your host, Ken Finesse Media. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. And I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. And again, welcome back. And I'm bringing you something brand new. Just like each and every week on the Finesse Media Podcast, if this is your first time joining, uh, I talk to people that's finesse in the game, people that has gone through triumphs and hurdles, but they got a story to tell. And each and every week also, I spotlight HBCUs. Uh, last week, HBCU was Southern University. Show shout-out to my Sora, Elisa Celestine, who joined the podcast to talk about her experience uh, on Southern University uh, campus in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This week, HBCU is Fayetteville State University, and joining me to talk about her experience uh, at the campus is Taz Wilson. So I can't wait to speak with her and uh, get it cracking and getting it tuned in. But let me tell you, the Vanessa later on in this motherfucking episode is going to be hilarious. My girl, comedian, actress, Lunel. I can't wait to talk to her about all the shit she's been going through, been through, surgeries, uh, and also uh, her latest project, uh, which is set to come up uh, if you caught it on Power, her cameo there. So the girl is steady working. Uh, and finesse in the game for sure. Lunell joined us in season two, so to have her back on this season for season three is an honor. Everybody knows that Lunell is a hilarious chick. She's been rocking that Fenty, Rihanna, uh, Savage lingerie all throughout uh, the social media. So I definitely want to ask her about that shit. And then also Coming to America is coming up. So um, we know it was sold to Amazon, so we ain't got to leave the crib. So. All that good stuff, man, with my girl, comedian, actress, Lou Nail. So uh, I won't wait and I won't stall it because now it's time for the HBCU. Historically black colleges and universities commonly called HBCUs are defined by the Higher Education Act of 1965 as any historically black college or university that was established prior to 1964 whose principle was and is the education of black Americans and that is accredited by a nationally recognized accrediting agency or association determined by the Secretary of Education. It's now time for the Finesse Media Podcast, HBCU of the Week. My favorite part of the show, the HBCU of the Week. So the HBCU of the week, as I mentioned already, is Fayetteville State University. And uh, joining us for the first time on the Finesse Media Podcast to talk about her experience on Fayetteville State University. Show some love, make some noise, bring up the applause. Welcome, Taz Wilson. What's up, girl? Hey, hey, I just wanted to say attitude check. Welcome, right? <laughs> Yay, that must be some... Uh, FSU type shit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
That is cool. Taz Wilson, thank you for joining the podcast, man, on this episode uh, with us tonight to talk about your experience. So let our listeners know who you are, where you're from, and uh, what years did you attend FSU? So my name is Taz Wilson. Um, I am originally from Newport, Arkansas, but I grew up in a military family, so I spent most of my time between Arkansas, North Carolina, and California. So I'm kind of like a Southern Cali type of girl. Um, I was at Fayetteville State from the fall of 2002 until the yeah, until the fall of 2005. I actually graduated early, so I, I was able to you know, hunker down, do what I needed to do. I didn't take any breaks, and, and I graduated early. That's, that's what's up. I mean, an HBCU experience, uh, and being from Arkansas, so wait, let's go back there. Shout out to Arkansas, Newport, Arkansas. Absolutely, absolutely. Can't uh, can't forget where you're from. No, that's cool. Uh, being in Arkansas and then going over to uh, Fayetteville State, over there in the Carolina. So how was that experience, leaving Arkansas and traveling, you know, away from uh, to an HBCU? Well, before I even went from Arkansas to Fayetteville State University in North Carolina, I, I, my mother ended up marrying into a military family, and so we spent most of our time between North Carolina and between California. So my first jump was to um Orange County, California, which that is a complete uh, 180 from um, <laughs> living in Newport. Um, there was a lot of culture shock and people shock and every type of shock that you can go through. Um, but it opens up your eyes to there's a bigger world. There's more people out there than the people that you see in, in little old Newport and um, more languages, more foods. It was it was awesome, and I would say every every trip that I took to a new a new place, it taught me something more, made me more diverse. Um, but I also noticed that I didn't always see people that looked like me, and I wasn't always growing up being around people that looked like me. Um, so I really didn't feel connected. Um, and so I think my mother, you know, put a little put a little seed in me and said, you know, hey, do, do you think you'd want to go to HBCU? And then I found myself eventually um, at Fayetteville State. I followed my best friend from high school there, and um, she, you know, she did a great job choosing a great school. So um, I got to Fayetteville State, and at first I was a little bit like, I don't know if I want to do this by myself alone, don't really know a lot of people. And then I fell in love with the mm-hmm. school. And so it's more like instead mm-hmm. of just, we've been saying recently, it's more like uh, Family State University instead of just Fayetteville State University. Oh, I love that. I love that. Family State University. Uh, And that's kind of what I wanted to ask next. Being on campus and being around such family and having that HBCU experience, as we know it on all campuses, what was was the moment for you on campus when you said, yes, I made the right choice. Fayetteville State University is soon to be my alma mater. Do you recall that moment? I... I don't know if I actually had like a, a very specific moment. Well, yes, actually, I, I do. Um, Come on, Chance. Just, we so all many. had that moment where you like, yo, <laughs> this is the life. This is the campus. I can <laughs> tell you I had many of those moments at University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Well, you know, it's, it's it's been a while since I've been in school. So, you know, sometimes you just have to sit and let it marinate for a second. But um, so my freshman year in, in 
all throughout middle school, high school, I was a cheerleader. And so when I went to Fayetteville State University, um, I became a part of Cheer Fast Move, which is our cheerleading team there. And um, that year, our, our football team went on to play and win the CIAA championship. And I remember, you know, being at the game, the ba- like, you cannot beat an HBCU band to save your life. There is something about it that touches you to your soul. And yeah. just sure. the, the ancestors come up out of you and you groove with it. Um, you know, it's mm. it's. It's kind of like a, um, it's almost like a religious in church type of experience, but you know, with soul, with the, uh, you know, the so different Terrence, type you of were soul. in the band. Well, you, so I played, but I did cheerleading instead. So you know, multi talented over here, of course, product okay, of the HBCU. Okay, we're okay. always multi talented, um, but no, I, I did cheerleading. Um, so I just remember being there, and it started raining. And we were rocking out, and I remember us winning and just running onto the field and cheering in the rain and screaming, and it was the most exciting thing that I had ever experienced. And I was like, oh, if it's going to be like this all for years, then I'm here for it. So <laughs> I think, you know, I think that kind of won me over it and made me not as um, homesick away from my mother. Mm. Now, did you do any pledging? Did you join any organizations while you were on campus? So I was a part of the Student Government Association from my freshman year through to my junior slash senior year. Um, I also became a member of the Order of the Eastern Star, Prince Hall affiliated. So I actually did a non-traditional type of uh, organization for my age. Um, So it it was just one of those things that I didn't know growing up again I didn't grow up around people that were like me so I didn't have a lot of information on fraternities and sororities when I got there um, I actually had, a, I, had. I was like oh. what was happening I, I, I didn't know what was going on these people were jumping around they were telling me to move out the way I'm like listen I'm from Chicago hey we're not used to any of this like I don't know nothing about this whole fraternity sorority like I actually thought like it said triangle EO and for Phi Beta Sigma, I thought it read OBE. I'm like, what is this crazy stuff? My father also uh, kind of followed the order of, of, you know, the lodge. So I knew that life and had experience with that. But no, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I remember being a student ambassador. And, oh, man, I, I and, and I'm so thankful that he was so nice and understood that obviously I had no clue. I ended up stepping on and standing on the Omega's will to, to deal with some of my, like, freshmen and um, you know, he he gently was like, "Hey, can I can I talk to you for a second? And he was like, "You're standing on kind of like some sacred ground right there. That's actually a well." And I looked back and saw like a little, you know, embossed thing there, and was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. my bad. Thanks for you know, thanks for pointing that out. You know, I'm short. I just wanted them to uh, see me." And he was real chill. Never you know, ma- never made it a big deal or issue or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you realize, ooh. I dodged a bullet on this one. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, some people are you know, super sensitive and they shouldn't be. It's not that serious. Take it from me. I'm like, yo, it's not that serious. But you do, you do have that. And uh, for people who never experienced that Greek culture, uh, it's mm-hmm, an, it's mm-hmm. an awakening experience. And, but some are really cool about it. Like I used to always be chill about it. And it sounded like he was. It didn't sound like he was rude at all either. But it is a different kind yeah. of culture, man. So being on campus, Fayetteville State University, what was your major? Criminal justice. Oh, well, 
it was initially Spanish and criminal justice as my minor, but then it oh, was see, really see. rough going. <laughs> it was rough going. So I flipped, I, I flipped my major and my minor, and I came out almost with two degrees. So criminal justice um, is my major, and Spanish language is my minor. That's what's up. That's what's up. So you speak Spanglish. So you, you, you speak both languages. I am very much fluent in Spanglish. My my just Spanish itself is, is a bit rusty, um, but I can kind of, like, if you set me in Mexico, I can probably make it. Um, and then, you know, it's just, I think it's just becoming back familiar. I don't hear it where I live in, in Washington, D.C. I don't, I don't hear it around here as much, and, and my son is doing French, so I'm learning that. Um, but... You know, if you if you plot me down there, and, and when I went on my honeymoon, we went to Mexico, and I was able to, you know, I was able to navigate. Right. You can order off the menu, at least. <laughs> right, right. And and I remember telling my husband, I was like, don't speak English. If it comes down to it, do not speak a lick of English. You just be quiet, and I will try to figure out how to get us out of whatever we potentially could get into. But, no, it was it was wonderful. We never had any issues. No, that's that's pretty cool, and I'm glad that you got. I'm glad to know that you speak both languages. My sister does. And she always tries to get me to learn it. I'm like, Cece, look, your mother's a whole Mexican out here. Our dad is black, so sorry, uh, I don't know this stuff. And Cece, I'm 35. Cece is 24, and uh, yeah, the girl is bad. She can she can speak it, you know, just fluently. But again, uh, Miss Wilson, thank you for joining the podcast and giving us your experience about. Uh, Fayetteville State University, but also want to talk about before you get up out of here. Uh, no problem. The good and the bad and the ugly that you talked about. So being on campus at the HBCU, you, you, again from a different place, it could get hard and it could be difficult. Mm-hmm. But then you have a support team around you. Have there been moments on campus where you thought about, listen, I'm ready to go home, and uh, this experience is just way too heavy for you. Well, I definitely say I think for, um, you know, I guess for me starting off with with kind of the bad is when you come across someone that you think is like one of your best friends because you've not been, um, you've already always had loyal friends and you come across, you know, Mm -hmm. a friend that you feel really has manipulated you, really has put you down, really has been an enemy and your number one enemy, Um, you know, when, when that rug is pulled from underneath you and that's that's what happened to me, um, I was pretty much like, okay, it's it's time to go. So it's a part of the reason why I hustled so hard to go ahead and focus on, you know, focus on finishing up my credits and, and getting up out, um, you know, was in part because I was heartbroken. Um, but I can say I have lifelong, you know, the, the good is, one, I learned about myself as a person. The experience taught me that, you know, every every African American person or person that um, is a part of the uh, African diaspora, you make your experience. Just you know, just being called black or African American or whatnot, um, it doesn't doesn't make you. You define what your experience um, is, and you know, like they always say, we're not a monolithic um, people. So it, it taught me that, and then 
I met the love of my life at Fayetteville State University, and, and we've had a child, and so it's really given to me um, way more than I would dope. expect it. So, yeah, so it's the double alumni uh, household here. Oh, well, I'm not going to ask where your child is going to school. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's State HBCU, University, we're good. That's what I say. That's what I say, too, yeah. Taz. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to put that pressure. Uh, also, neither for the, the organizations. Frankly, you can go uh, and never pledge. But if you go to an HBCU, it'll definitely make me proud. But that's a real good segue because each and every week on the Finesse Media Podcast, Taz, I ask the HBCU alumni that experience that you had that you talked about. But what is your response to those that say having an HBCU uh, degree is not equivalent as having a, a degree from a PWI. So, oh, I've been waiting you for this that question. <laughs> Listen, before you answer that question, I got to pay some bills and to give it up to our sponsors. I'll be back and I want you to answer that question. So, think about it. We'll be back with a sponsor, Latrice Murray Views. Thank you, Latrice Murray Views Photography, professional photography that won't break the bank. Latrice Murray Views Photography does it all with stunning photographs. Book your photography session today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com. Damn, y'all feel that? Online on demand. Washington, D.C. area that um, many of us are within the federal government. Um, Many individuals are making well over six figures, and the degree that, you know, our fellow coworkers have from a PWI, whether it be a uh, doctoral degree, whether it be a master's degree or an undergrad degree, um, some of us are making well more than they are. So I just think that it depends on you know, how hard you hustle and, and those things that you learned at your HBCU that they set you up for. 
I mean, we have so many judges. We have so many civil servants or, or federal employees that are um, law enforcement. Um, we have many um, that are in local um, politics. I used to be a council member for my town. Um, lawyers, teachers, doctors. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in what they say because the proof is actually in the pudding. And I've seen a lot of us HBCU alum that are out here killing it in the professional world, mm-hmm. and we are very professional. So um, I don't think that your degree dictates where you go. Um, I think your hustle and how hungry you are dictates where you go. That's what's up. And that's that piece, and that's real, Taz. Uh, thank you again for joining the podcast and, and letting our listeners know your perspective on those folks that talk that crazy stuff that, say, that, that says HBCUs aren't important and they don't matter. I agree with you 119 uh, and 14%, that is. But again, Tad, uh, Tad, thank you for joining the podcast. And uh, coming up next is comedian, actress, Lou Nell. She is hilarious. She just jumped on the screen. I cannot wait to talk to my girl about all these things that she's been working on during this pandemic. Check her out on her Hey Lou Nell channel on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to it. And if you're also on YouTube, check her out. Make sure you check the Finesse Media Podcast out on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Taz, thank you so much again and again and again. You have a good night, Queen. Thank you. You too. For sure, for sure. Lou now, what's up, girl? Let's talk. And uh, welcome back. Another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. And again, just like I told you before the break, we got a Finesse on. Somebody who's coming back again. So uh, I'm not going to stall it because I know this is going to be a fantastic conversation. The original bad girl of comedy, my friend Lou Nail, comedian. Welcome back, Queen. What's up? Thank you for having me, baby. It's good to be seen, not viewed. It's good to be seen and not viewed. You just said that. So I love that. And how you've been in this uh, catch up. I think that's what I said I wanted to do. How are you doing since your surgery? Well, thank you. Uh, <clears throat> and the surgery you're speaking of, I had total knee replacement surgery in my left knee. I'm going to go back in February and get it in my right knee. I think all that squatting I was doing in the 80s, you know, <laughs> caught up with me. And, you know, th- th- these are the problems of the trapos. Tra- people don't know trapos gonna end up with you know arthritis and um all that kind of stuff because even a trapo is real is is a real person so. you trapping and doing some shit because i see you in this uh, uh rihanna fenty the savage fenty line you killing that shit and uh, i want to definitely ask you about that you've been doing a lot of stuff since the pandemic it seems like you had a busy year even in the pandemic Yes, I put in a lot of work all the time that people just sleep on me. They don't know what I be doing. I'm doing stuff right now, with, <laughs> you know, for real. So <clears throat> if you're going to talk about it, you know, don't, yes. if you're going to talk about it, don't be about it. If you're going to be about it, don't talk about it. Yeah, And, and what... I, I have a lot of projects that are about to drop, and I'm very, very proud of the work that I put in. I work hard. Yeah. But you were down in, in in Texas, I was saying, right before we went live, and you, you had your knee surgery down here in Texas. I'm in Dallas, Texas, so how was that time spent? I know you had a lovely time with your sister. You went live, so a lot of people who were following your page uh, surely kept up with you, but how was that being in Texas with your sister and, and being able to recover? Because she's a nurse, too. 
Yes, I have seven brothers and sisters, and they're all in Arkansas and Texas. Well, one's in Kansas City. Listen, I'm wearing my uh, <laughs> Arkansas shirt for you, too, with the Arkansas Pine Bluff mascot. That's where I'm uh, uh, an alumni. Well, I will be glad to receive that. I want one of those. Okay. And, I got um, you. You know I got you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Um. the uh, the fact that the factor that made me go ahead with the surgery is number one, my sister is a nurse, been one for 35 years. She just retired last year. And we this this condition that I have is hereditary. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hereditary osteoarthritis. Our mother had it. She had the rheumatoid. We didn't have the ones that make your hands gnarl up. We were all bow-legged and we had arthritis. And <clears throat> plus all that squatting I did in the 80s. <laughs> you know, was really uh, took its toll. So, um, if you have the insurance and if you're able and something is hurting you and you are not like in your 90s, you should get it. You should get whatever surgery you take. I'm not a surgery person. I haven't had a surgery since my daughter was born 25 years ago. But I was like, there's got to be something better than this. And I get got the left one done. I'll be getting the right one done in February. Then I'm going to kick 2021 right in the ass. <laughs> That's what's up. But you talked about your daughter uh, last time uh, you came on. It was, you know, of course, trending. You not letting your daughter in. And we cleared that up. That wasn't the case. We definitely won't, don't want to, you know, jump back into that. But then, Lunel, I'm watching the TV and clicking through the channel. And the Yala Fix My Life come on. And it's a season reel of you and your daughter on that show. So uh, talk to us and uh, for those who saw the show kind of what that's been like for you and your daughter. How's that relationship kind of still been <laughs> rocky or have you guys kind of mended itself? Well, you know, everything is a process. And I found out things on the show that I didn't know. And, you know, we're not the type, like we have our moments, but we didn't have them on the show. Uh, I, I didn't come into it to be like, I came in it to listen. And, um, my daughter's feelings and emotions are very important to me. I don't know if mine are as important to her, but the way she'd be letting me have it. But um, uh, I've done the best that I could. My mother passed away a month before I got pregnant. So I didn't have a lot of advice. I didn't have a lot of help. And then my star was rising and I was on the road. I missed a lot of things. I could pay for them. I missed a lot of things. And I didn't think it bothered her at all, but I found out that it did. So we're a work in progress. We're going to be doing family therapy because we want to be the best mom daughter that we can be. No secrets, no bullshit, nothing like that. <laughs> that's what's up, and that's a good thing to hear. It's it's time for the holidays. Anybody got time for that? And and love to see you know y'all coming together during that time. Look at you, Lunel, in this holiday costume on your Hey Lunel uh, channel on, on YouTube, which was something else when you came on. You was dropping. Uh, I don't think it had came. Maybe no, no, it was out already. You was definitely in the first five episodes, but now you're probably thirty five hundred episodes in. Or, uh, not 35, but really, you're a lot of episodes in, but you do this uh, on every Wednesday on your YouTube channel, Hey Lunel. So what's been the feedback? Because I know being a comic and not being able to touch the people has been difficult, but being consistent every Wednesday, you know, uh, you know, at three o'clock on Hey Lunel, how has that been? How has that been like reaching your fans? How has that kind of changed? I think it's been good for them and good for me as well, because um, 
you know, they you want to stay in contact with your fan base. You don't want to um, fall off, you know. And we need some kind of, and we as entertainers need some kind of interaction with our people. And you want to gauge, you know, how you doing? Do the people like you? Whatever, like that. And um, you can't just be doing stand-up comedy around the country for people and then leave, leave them hanging. Mm-hmm. You got to give them something. So my friend Flame Monroe suggested that I start the YouTube show. And you know, it gives me a reason to get dressed up like this. I do not. You you do. You must know <laughs> that I do not put all all this makeup on to sit around the crib. You know. Uh-huh. Um. Stop tidying up, goddamn! Those are my oh. What about this? This one right here, too. Luna, where the hell are you at? I'm seeing, for people who can't see us and they're listening to us, uh, but where are you? Because I see albums in the back. It's like, you're, are you about to make an album? It's like you're no, right now, uh, right now, I am in uh, my uh, studio that I um, am in partnership with, with my manager. Okay. It's called Next Wave DLC. And uh, that stands for our children. Next wave, Danielle, Lily, and Zoe. Uh, Danielle's my daughter, Lily, and Zoe's Bill's daughter. We've been friends for like 25 years. Um, I trust him. He's my manager. He's very smart. He's a newspaper heir, the Sacramento Observer newspaper in Sacramento. is the first um, all-black-owned, operated all-black newspaper in Sacramento. So he knew about, he knows about so much. And I didn't even know that when I knew him. But we're, um, I'm in the studio here in Sherman Oaks. And I used to broadcast from my house before the studio was ready. Okay. Now the studio is ready, so I usually broadcast from here. But I'll probably be here next Wednesday. Then after that, I'll be at the house for a little while so Bill can, you know, uh, take time out with the family and stuff like that. That's what's up. No, y'all, you get it cracking up. Listen, y'all check her YouTube page out. The goddamn Hey Lunel. Lunel is hilarious. Virtually. H-E-Y-H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L. Definitely. She was in the backyard over the summer. I had uh, Hope Flood on. Hope Flood kicked the season off with the Finesse Media Podcast. Shout out to my girl, Hope. She came on for episode one. And I was telling That's her, how, yeah, she, we, we spoke about you and, and all the good things. And so she was in the backyard and I saw you doing all the crazy stuff. But that oh, was the backyard boogie, the backyard boogie. Yep. And you had uh, a couple of other celebs to drop by and had a good time with you, too. Miguel was, Nunez, kid from Kid and Play, there's McCrary. Yeah. Yeah. Gig popped up in the scene just in the backyard. I'm like, oh shit, that's <laughs> that's kid. What's a house party without kids from getting played? Oh man, that shit was nice. So I like damn Lunell got all the folks coming through. Um now, can you turn this off now? But then Lunell too, uh of course we, we we I gotta talk about it. So with your uh movie coming out, coming to uh America, part two, you're uh rolling that. That's rolling out coming up soon, but it was sold to Amazon. How did you feel about that? It was Paramount sold it to Amazon Prime and it will be coming it was it was due to come out in the theaters on December eighteenth. But they sold it to, they made a deal, they sold it to Amazon Prime. It won't be out till March fifth. But the blessing is had it come out in the theaters, only the people who dare would be able to go see it. But with it coming out on Amazon Prime, everybody who wants to see it 
will be able to because you're in in your own home, safe. You can pop your own popcorn with your jammies and stuff like that and sit back and watch a really great movie, which, by the way, I got an advanced uh, copy the other day. I saw it. There was a link for 24 hours. I saw the movie, and I absolutely loved it, loved it. I, I'm i so proud oh, to be part man. of this legacy film, oh. like, for real. It's, I can't even go into everything that I loved about the movie. Oh, man. So, and it's going to bring some all of the, the same cast members back, right? All of the same cast members, from Louis Anderson to James Earl Jones to Arsenio to Eddie, um, to the old men in the barbershop to Randy Watson, the, the, the sexual chopper to the <laughs> Reverend. Everybody. The only person who didn't make it back uh, was Mad Sinclair, the mother of Prince Hakeem, because she passed away. Mm-hmm. This thirsty sister isn't in it, but you see her picture. Oh. And um, Eric LaSalle is not in it, you know, the soul world boyfriend, because it's 30 years later. What the fuck you are doing with your old boyfriend? <laughs> and then you did Dolomite. Uh, Dolomite is my name, too. That shit was funny, too. You play uh, Eddie, Mo- Eddie Murphy's co-star in that. So you and Eddie got a real dope relationship, because uh, that is something else that rolled out, you know, during this pandemic, too, as well, right? Yes, it is. Um Eddie and I knew each other from before, way back in the Norbit days. And we've been in the club together. We have a picture of Eddie and I in my living room, but I was closer to Charlie, rest in peace, Charlie Murphy, as being comedians, being out of the road and stuff like that. Eddie had already done that. But I have, you know, been invited to the house. I have um, kicked it with him personally and, um, he really has a thing for funny women. He really has a thing for funny, real women. And I just fall into that category, praise the Lord. <laughs> and, um, you know, I can't wait till I get another invite and go back again. Yeah. Uh, another friend that you work very closely with in the industry, uh, Wendy Williams, working on her uh, some writing for her in the past when she was doing some stand-up. I don't know what she was thinking, but <laughs> Lunel behind it. I was like, fuck it. I'm, I'm rolling with it. It's Lunel writing it. But uh, her recent passing uh, of her mom, uh, so definitely uh, condolences to the to the Williams. But have you reached out to Wendy uh, and spoke with her since? Uh, yes, yes, I have. And she's responded back to me. And, you know, of course, that's personal. Mm-hmm. And we are friends, you know. She trusts me. She knows I'm not a, um, you know, fame whore trying mm-hmm. to jump off of fame because I know Wendy. You know, I got my own career, mm-hmm. so she can trust me. So yes, we have spoken. I mean, through text. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, also, too, um, the relationship with the Rihanna uh, uh, Fenty line. My wife got some of the. Uh, lip gloss in the mail a couple of days ago and she's going crazy with it so she's making up her face she's putting it on her lips the whole bit but Lunel, you wearing the clothes or not really wearing the clothes i saw the shit i was like okay and folks say hey man Lunel out here rocking it so how was that experience being in that fashion show there's many other celebs also in it but you a part of that how did that relationship happen and how excited you know you were to be a part of that well, Rihanna's bus tour bus driver is a friend of mine who was our uh, cat's tour bus driver when we were on the road with Cat Williams. So he he drove us because uh, Cat had his own bus and we had our own bus. And 
we just remained friends and he started driving, you know, also always was driving for other celebrities as well. And one night he called me and he said, hey, we was just, because we remained friends over the years. He said, hey, we was just watching you on the uh, tour bus. I said, we who? And he said, uh, me and my client. I said, well, who's your client? And boom, Rihanna popped on the screen like that. I was like, wow. I thought I was having a stroke. You know, and even though I'm an older uh, woman, I, I know, you know, talent and beauty and power when I see it, and that's Rihanna. And so we talked about um, the fact she was a fan of mine, I was very honored. And then I told her that my daughter really liked the Rihanna Savage X Fenty, I mean, Fenty uh, makeup. And she said, uh, she was very happy about that. And I said, and I see you out here with that lingerie line. I said, too bad you don't have any lingerie for a big girl like me. And she said, I do. And I said, well, I would love to be a Savage X Fenty lingerie ambassador. She said, let's make it happen. And we Kiki and all that and got off the phone. I didn't think no more about it. Then a couple of days later, somebody from her corporation hit me in my DM system, your email. I sent them my email. And boom, 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 contact side comes through. So I just want the people to know that I'm not in my in her lingerie on social media because I think I'm all that. I'm on there because it's part of my contract. And I was like, I got to do this twice a month, twice a month. But, I, but, but Rihanna don't whore nobody out. She pays very well. Yeah. And I want to just thank her for that and thank all the people who have ordered any Savage X Fenty lingerie because of her and I. Appreciate that. Mm. During this pandemic, Lunel, what have you learned uh, kind of about yourself in this pandemic? Because we're we still learning, we're still growing, uh, and we've been kind of forced to, to learn. You're already a creator, and I'm sure being a creator, you've been thinking of ways to do something different. But what, what have you learned during this pandemic? Well, I learned that self-care and taking care of yourself is really number one. Not trying to meet the obligations of other people, but taking care of yourself is number one, which is very hard in the beginning because you don't have the power to say, no, I'm going to take, you know, four months off and then I'll holler at you. It, 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 but it's just really, really important to take care of yourself. Health-wise, you know, for people my age and, and coming up, your, your your pressure, your sugar, and all that kind of stuff they talk about. It's, it's, it's everything in moderation. Like, we can't be eating bacon every day. We can eat bacon, like, once a week, you yeah. know? I mean, because I, 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 know, I know what the health requirements are, but I, I was born in Arkansas and raised in Oakland, California, and me stopping eating bacon is like me stopping, you know, drinking water. <laughs> but I have learned to taper that down and stuff like that. I also learned that um, you know who your real friends are, and even in your family, due to you know the hard times and stuff like that, when you're not popping and flossing and doing things for folks and stuff like that. And I learned to tap into God more. You know, mm. yeah, I I, uh, I was already there in my own little way, but now we have a regular conversation, and I think that that's what everybody should, um, no matter what you do, or, you know, happy Hanukkah to everybody, and and, 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 and Kwanzaa's coming up, but I think that, you know, you should recognize that there is a power 
better than you that's keeping you alive. I mean, everybody's not even sure. making it out of 2020. Look at the people that's not Man, making it out of 2020. Listen, listen, if you made it this far to December, you ought to be thankful. Man. Yeah, but let's make it out. Let's everybody <laughs> make it out. Let's make it a, you know, if you got, if you got to stroke out, do it on January 2nd, 2021. You know what I want to see in 2021, Lunell? And what I thought you was going to say that you was probably working on during this whole pandemic. And you all over Netflix. I want to see a Netflix special. That's what I want to see. Well, you know, that's great. And I think that y'all should reach out to Netflix and let, don't, don't, you know, I'm not in charge of shit. It's like being <laughs> on a date. Uh, they got to come to me. I could be like, hey, I want to be on Netflix. You know, you look stupid. But if, if the, they will give the public what they want. Got to give the people. <laughs> what give they, the people all what they want. Lunell, listen, they got to get you something. I mean, all this shit you're doing, I mean, again, finessing the game and have been doing it for so many years. Who's that person that's finessing the game for you, Lunell? Tell me again, like, like, what do you mean finessing the game for me? Well, I'll elaborate. So each and every week on the Finesse Media Podcast, I ask my finessers, you know, that come on, uh, who's finessing the game for you? And that doesn't necessarily mean a person. It could be a brand. You know, uh, last week someone actually said a brand, but it can be a brand, just someone or something that you look at and say that has been finessing or that person has been finessing the game for some time. Well, I'm going to have to say like Nipsey Hussle, you know, the late great Nipsey Hussle. I live in the area. I saw what he was doing. I see how he moved. He can't find out nothing. He got a very stealth, um, Squad, and um, it's not about the people who want to brag about knowing you and what you're doing. It's about the people who can can keep it down and hold it together. So Nipsey has been a big influence for me, and I'm not no young woman, you know. But see, I was liking Nipsey for the wrong reason at first. And he was very, when he was banging, I was like, who this little thug? I like this. <laughs> you know, but later on, he, he went and got um, more acclimated to what real life is about. Hold on just a minute. So you out? Bye, Bill. The door's locked now. And my girl is over here. She's right there. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. The door's locked. So okay. if you go outside, you can't get back in. Yeah, I don't want to get back in. I got it. I got I got the key. I got my key right here. Not, I'll tell you what one's fast. But I got my key right here. Okay, yeah. Door's locked. Love you. Okay, love you a long time. Thank you. You can stick around. I'll be back around 10. So. No. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> after doing my show, but I try to keep my word, you know. I'm no. just glad y'all text me and be like, don't forget. No. I told you, send me a reminder because I'll be like, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, a real OG you are, Lunell. And just before you get up out of here, I know you said that you connected with folks, but there's a new app called Clubhouse, and it's a lot of folks on it. So are you on it talking and, and giving some good advice about the industry or insight? Listen, I already spend too much time on Instagram and with my family is Facebook. If, if Clubhouse, is there a way to get paid on Clubhouse? Because <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't need to spend any more time yakking on the fucking internet. I can fuck off a whole day doing that shit. I've been invited. We'll see what happens. I, I might check it out. I'm, I'm, I'm prone to checking it out. But if it's not about, you know, 
is 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 Clubhouse connected to your Cash App or anything like that? No, it's not connected to your cash app. But you can let folks know your cash app and let folks know how they can keep up with you, Lunel. Uh it's been it's it's been a good conversation with you as always and having you on is a pleasure, is an honor. Uh again, I said this over and over. You're definitely someone uh that's been finessing the game, one of my favorite comics. Uh and when you know you meet other celebs you think and you have this impression and I never had a other oppression than this so it's been great uh that from the first time you came on and then up until now you've been dedicated you keep your word like you said and uh, so i love to have you on again and again and again um but let people know how they can keep up with you uh give them your, uh, your clubhouse no give them your cash app <laughs> <laughs> okay no my instagram is at lunell at l-u-e-n-e-l-l my facebook is the official lunell I just spelled my name, and you ought to know how to spell official. I have a website called heylunell.com, H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L.com, where you can look at clips of old stuff I've done or order merchandise. I have T-shirts and bags made with Shirosky crystals. My stuff is fly, A-F. Um, uh, I will be on the... Um, this this weekend's episode of um, Ghost Ghost no, Power, Power Book. How can we Power forget about that? I, I was going to mention yeah. that. Damn, I forgot. So, Power was Book that? Two Ghost. Yes, I think my episode is this weekend. Okay. And also coming up I, on Netflix, another uh, pro- program. Uh, Jamie Foxx's Dad Stop Embarrassing Me about him and his daughter. I did an episode of that. And then of course coming to America on. March 5th on Amazon Prime. And for those of you who love YouTube, you can check me out on YouTube on my YouTube show, Hey Lunell, H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L. Subscribe and <laughs> put the little like button and the little bell and all that stuff, what, what the kids tell me to say. And uh, I'll just be here. I'm easy to reach. That's what's up. No, on that power, I got to check it out. You grabbing a bag on it? What you doing on that? Can you give us? You don't have to wait and see. You don't have to wait and see. <laughs> where the money provides, what, what they say, what that little queen say on the um, where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides, where the money resides. Do you know about that 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 Instagram thing? Lord have mercy. Oh, well, I told you I'm 35. <laughs> I know. I got a 25 year old. She's about to be 25 in January. She keeps me kind of in the link. <laughs> of the ratchetness, so it's really funny. Well, thank you very much for having me. The original bad girl of comedy came back to the Finesse Media Podcast and giving us some more knowledge and just checking in with you, Queen, making sure that you were good. Please come back. Please come back. You've been listening Absolutely. to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media, and I'll see you next week with something brand new. Peace. Peace. <laughs>
Thank you.